Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh huh. Knights! Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello there, and welcome to the Knights of Nerditude, a podcast about all things nerd. I am your host today, Sean. I'm here with. Sam. And via Skype, we're here with... Burn it all down, John. <laughs> okay. Um, so, this week's episode, we're going to talk some Westworld. We're going to w- talk about new HBO movie that just recently dropped, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, the Terror uh, just finished up. Uh, that show that we talked briefly about about a month ago or so um so we're just gonna give it a kind of final thoughts on it and uh finally we're gonna talk a little movie that dropped over this past weekend uh deadpool 2 um small movie yeah small very very small um so usually this is the point where we start and we say now time for star wars trivia and uh I totally did not post it this week. Someone dropped the ball. It took me this long to finally drop the ball. I'm impressed with myself. We were all disappointed. Sorry. Uh, Chris was so disappointed he didn't even come in today. Yeah. You know, still... He was uh, like, no Star Wars trivia? Like, what's the point? Yeah, it's like, it better be next week or I'm not going to show up. Mm, So, I mean, we're going to have to wait till next week. You know, Chris, he's a diva. (laughs) <laughs> he got mad because of the Harry Potter thing we did last week. Yeah. <laughs> Still stand by everything I said. <laughs> um, although, I can bring up... So, last week's trivia was what shuttle does Han Solo use to infiltrate the moon of Endor and deactivate the deflector shield? Um which is funny because I ju- now that I'm reading it, what I posted, I totally realized that uh, Facebook decided to take Ender, Endor and it was like, you meant endorsed, right? And so now it's the, the moon of endorsed. <laughs> anyway, so, John, do you know the name of the shuttle? It's going to kill me when you tell me, but I don't know. Okay. Sam? Uh, the Spanky... Wanky, flanky. Damn it, Sam! Play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you actually know the name of the shuttle? Oh, uh, what is it like? Isn't it like it, Intrepid or something nope. like that? Or Tiderium? Tiderium. No. Right. Shuttle Tiderium. Come on, guys. <laughs> Sorry. The Sorry. the more this year goes by, the more I'm like, why don't I do Star Wars trivia at Comic Con? Like, <laughs> I know all these answers. These are so easy. Um, yeah. So that was last week's. This week, I'll spoil. It was like, how does Darth Vader kill Palpatine? As we all know, gunshot to the back of the head makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, he lenies him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Palpatine's playing with the rabbits. Uh, and if you understand that reference, tell me about the Jedi. <laughs> Anyways, they're so ooh. soft. Let's get into Westworld. Um. So this past Sunday's episode, uh, we got a really good look at Shogun World. Or yeah, is that what it is? Shogun yeah, Shogun World. World. Yeah, uh, thought it was Samurai World. No, it's Shogun World. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so. Though my favorite, so they all get captured, and like as they're coming into town. They're playing that that music, and I was like, "Hold up, this is fi- um, painted black yeah, by the Stones." Yeah. And I was like, and then like right then it clicked. I was like, "Oh, it's the same story." And then uh, Armistice even brings it up. She's like, "They're us," and I was like, "Oh, that's very clever." I actually really kind of like that. Like everything was like to a T. So I don't know. What did you guys think of that? It's okay. <laughs> Just okay? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was clever. Sam, go screw. So, 
listen, Westworld is a show that uh, you know, it's great at world building. Uh, very suspenseful, we could probably say. Uh, but not really what I would describe as like a fun show, really. Like it's not, not even necessarily that a fun show like has to be light in tone or subject matter. But like, you know, like The Sopranos is about like the mafia like fucking killing people every once in a while. But like they had some like really funny moments, and. I think for, like, the first time, like, that was, like, the first, like, legit, like, fun moment was, like, realizing that they're in the same story and kind of putting the pieces together, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, what comes next and all that, even though it was kind of, like, just some more, like, memberberry bullshit, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I really, I, I enjoyed that part. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who really enjoyed that part. Um, just cause I, I, I kind of had like a flashback to the first episode where we were introduced to this world and that happened. And literally like, I, I remember going back and rewatching that first episode a second time, not too long after it aired and still being like, this is awesome. Like that was in, like the first episode was very enjoyable. It's kind of all been like downhill, obviously for in the enjoyable meter ever since, not in a bad way, but in a, like the serious uh, tone of the whole movie, but just that first episode show or whatever. No, sorry. Show. You get that's all screwed up. I, I am. I feel like Chris right now. Uh, and it didn't just end, you know, when paint, when painted black cut out, um, yeah. like even just how like armistice and her Shogun world version with the dragon tattoo on her face. Yeah. How she like, how they were just like entranced with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought it was <laughs> just really funny. Yeah, uh, it's, it's basically all of them found their counterparts in Shogun and like, World. And obviously they, like, dislike their counterparts by and large, or at least, you know, like Hector and Armistice to some extent. Mm. I, I did like how the writer and Maeve are starting to get along. Where it's the, it's not the... he He's actually coming in handy. I, yeah. As Maeve puts it at one point, like there's a purpose for him now. He's not just like meat they're dragging yeah, behind yeah. him because um, that that could get old. Yeah, because that's really the two other guys. Yeah, yeah. The two techs. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought Shogun World like it was just very much like we had you know what two weeks ago when we saw like a peak of Raj World. Like it was just nice to see just something a little bit different, you know. Mm. And there's a whole different, like, you know, pace to the Wild West versus, you know, Japanese feudal culture, even though there are some similarities. Like, well, d- don't you know, they? There's like a passing comment where don't they like mention that Shogun World is more for like, like the hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that people that people who find Westworld too tame. Yeah, like they go to Shogun. They go World. to Shogun World. Um, but that so going past the similarities between the two, um, you have that crazy general guy who's legit crazy. The Shogun, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's wh- just like broke. Yeah, he he he's got the stuff seeping out of him. Um, was it the what do they call this stuff? Like, I don't know some kind of fluid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say cerebral fluid. But that's what I was gonna say too. But, uh, but I was it's like, not that. Well, no, it's not cerebral or spinal fluid. Um, that's real. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, come up to like they get to him, they sneak in. I guess in a way. Like, what was their plan? I don't know. <laughs> they should ask. Maybe they got their plan from Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Like, 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 was how, there a plan? There? How was that know. supposed to work? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, step one, steal the underpants. Step two, <laughs> step three, profit. And we also have Maeve now is turning into Neo. Yeah, she's found her other voice, yeah. as she puts it. Um, although I do kind of really like the fact that, so at first she couldn't control any of them. And then the writer guy was like, look in your programming. It's there. And then they're like, 
oh shit, we can all speak Japanese. <laughs> like all of a sudden, all the hosts can, could. Can all the hosts or just Maeve? Because Maeve was the only one who spoke Japanese, I remember. I thought Armistice and uh, the other guy did. No? I don't think so. I really feel like I should remember that guy's name. Uh, Hector. That's it. That the man in other man in black. <laughs> it's Hector. Um Yeah, I I feel like uh I I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought he spoke in it too, but I don't I don't remember. Yeah. Um we had our obligatory ninjas show up. Yep. The throwing stars. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that are you guys uh Oh, sorry. Uh, are, are you guys like down with Maeve becoming like Neo? Um, I just don't like the fact that this is coming out of nowhere. But like, okay, if this leads somewhere, okay, just you know, why? <laughs> well, I mean, the my only argument for it happening is like when they were in the lab in season one, they basically turned all of her tributes up to eleven. So it's in there somewhere that she should be able to communicate with all hosts. Yeah, but she she can do it without even talking to them. Well, it's, you know, but once again, these are all, hate to say because it, it means slave, but robots. <laughs> uh, we're very, we're very Android friendly here. Um, for fear for when the robot I, uprising I, happens. I believe it actually means forced labor. Sorry, forced, sorry. So, uh, yeah. So no, we're we're we all I I believe I'm speaking for everyone here when I say uh we all accept the robot overlords in the future. So uh they can accept us as being uh allies. We're on your side. We swear. The whole time. Always on your side. Uh, <laughs> so uh but yeah, so because they are robots, um that obviously they're they're controlled somehow, and so there's got to be a uh, like a network that connects all of like, them together. Basically, yeah, I, I get that. It's just like that. This is literally coming out of nowhere, right? Well, okay. If and she like, if she can start controlling bullets and flying, then I'm gonna call bullshit on this. We're looking at you, Neo. Um, like if at one point she just looks at the camera, and goes, "I know kung fu." <laughs> Like, I'm walking out. <laughs> I just kind of want a guy to walk up and be like, Mr. Anderson. Like, oh, shit. Just Hugo Weaving shows <laughs> up in this, this just series. Randomly. Although I will gladly accept Hugo Weaving in the background in a suit and shades, no lines, just walk by. I will accept that. <laughs> That'll be an Easter egg I will accept. Um... Yeah, so basically that's all that really happens with Shogun World. Um, it's, it's not really a story-packed kind of... We get a whole geisha plotline eh, where the Shogun... Doesn't really go anywhere. They, Listen, they, literally. Like, samurai stories do not translate well into Western things, okay? Yeah, really. <laughs> I can't think of one story about samurais... That you could turn into a Western. Nope, none. Yeah. It's funny, too, because it's like... So, obviously, we're referring to, you know, the movie... Uh, Seven. Kurosawa movie, uh, Seven Samurais. And remade then, into The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Starring Yul Brenner, who uh, is then... Appears not as that character, but pretty much dressed as that character in the Westworld movie. Mm-hmm. So... Just some funny connections there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like I said, other than, like, the, them realizing it's the same storyline and there being a broken Shogun, with, yeah. they're really, on the Shogun side of this episode, nothing really happens well, outside of that. They, they, uh, the author guy, whatever his name is, someday we'll learn his name. Uh, he gets the radio. Oh, Lee yep. Sizemore. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say Lee Sizemore. Uh, yeah, he gets the radio. So that's going to be important later on. Yeah, he hides it under his robe. Or, it's not a ro- what are those? The 
Kimonos? Komodo, that's it. God, Sam. <laughs> Show some acceptance to other cultures, Sam. Um, but then, so you, on the flip side of this episode, we have, we followed Dolores and Teddy. And luckily, I feel it was definitely a the smaller part of this episode. Um, because once again, nothing really happens. It's just kind of like, I mean, th- there's the whole story Dolores tells about, was it the blue tongue that infects the herd? Yeah. And like, what do you do? And Teddy's like, well, you quarantine. And she's like, no, we burnt them because flies don't like fire and yeah, smoke. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> you didn't really need that. I already knew that about Dolores. Right. But the only thing to come out of this, that story is at the very end where they're basically changing Teddy's personality. Yeah, no, he's... They hold him down and basically that change everything. evil Teddy. Yes, I swear to God, Teddy. he better come back with a goatee. Or at least a mustache. <laughs> Either one. I will Either accept it. One. And then there was a little bit with Bernard as well, but it was very brief. And it's making me very confused on Bernard's timeline. Yeah, I feel like that's something they're trying to do right it's like but when's all this happening this one really didn't dwell because it was like why is bernard there when he's supposed to be somewhere uh, he's supposed to be with um what's her face they they eye uh, in the cave like the timelines don't match up kind of thing mm. so because they were dealing with abernathy bernard was there but Bernard, after Abernathy was kidnapped by the humans, um, Bernard was knocked out and taken to the cave. So that kind of supports the multiple Bernard story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not uh, not buying that one as much. Buying what? The, like multiple Bernards. There's like a lot of shit going around out there, man. Like the whole Teddy is Bernard thing too. I'm a little uh, not not quite as sure on either. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Here's play. you want to know what's hot in the streets? Oh, Sam's got a quick question, then we'll oh, go sure. into dive into the rabbit hole. What happened to Hector and Armistice? Because they get captured, but then you never see them again. I I will assume we'll see them. Again, now that everybody's basically dead in the Shogun uh, camp. Yeah, it's just one, nope. of the, one of those things when when they got captured and the others went their own way, I was like, great, another storyline. <laughs> we already have like 12 of these. Yeah. All right, so what's what's down the rabbit hole? Well, let me, could I throw one more thing and then we'll go sure. to the rabbit hole? Sure. What did you think of the last two episodes here, how they were sort of... Um, bifurcated in the fact that we only really saw two storylines each week. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, like I said, with those so many storylines going on, it's like easier to understand. Yeah, than them yeah, hopping I'd between agree. like five. I mean, I, I'm still very interested in what's going on with the man in black now that he, he's met up with his daughter. Like, that was a huge bombshell last week. Um, but I'm okay taking that. Because... So I'm kind of happy that it's working out this way. So like I care about the man in black storyline and I care about Maeve's storyline. I don't really care about Dolores and I don't really care about Bernard right now. So it kind of works out that there's the storyline I care about that's taking that is in like half an episode and the other half isn't one I care about. And it's happened twice now. So if it like next week was about like Maeve and the man in black and then the week after is about Dolores and Bernard, I'd kind of not want to watch the Bernard and May and uh, Dolores one. Uh next week I I did watch the preview. I think it is uh Dolores and Bernard. Yeah. So I think it's pretty heavy Bernard. Bernard I I wouldn't say I don't care. Yeah. It's just like it seems like it's kind of going slow. Next week yeah. seems and it's like, a bit like confusing. interesting though. Yeah, the, with the whole like seeing past and future, it's or, like I, I don't present. know what to care about. Yeah, like I don't right. know what's real and what's not like it Things are happening. Don't get me wrong. Things are happening yeah, in the Bernard are... th- line, but like compared to what's going on in the other ones, I understand they're, where they're starting and where they're ending up. So it's easier to care about that than being like, what's going on? Yeah, it's like an event happens. And I'm like, I have no idea how this fits into anything. Right. I don't know what to well, feel about this. 
Well, talk about what's real and what's not. Um, big conspiracy these days uh, is that the Men in Black, Man in Black, is a host. What do you guys think of that? William's a host. Hmm. I like... like he was. Well, actually, there's like two theories. I guess the first one is either. I mean, one is like, like regular. The other is Galactic Brain. The regular one is like he is like the successful version of um, what's his face? Like oh, what his... they're trying to do with Old Man Delos. Yeah. The Galactic Brain version is that Ford created him to, like, go into, like, the company or, like, to, like, bring, you know, investors on board and shit. Which, like, yeah, okay, buddy, keep going. Like, I feel like if he's not real, then what's the point of his whole storyline? Yeah. Yeah, it's It's a a little... It's uh, like a... it's, It's a twist that would just pop that balloon and it's like, okay, why? Yeah. What's your certainty right now? Zero being it's not going to happen. Ten being it's absolutely going to happen. What's your certainty right now that Ford in some form, some like sentient form, is still like alive? I would give it a seven. Either there's like a host replacement or he's actually just never died. I'm going seven. I'm like nine. Yeah. I I, I think I'm like right around there. Like I have a seven. Yeah, I have a feeling like he's... My theory is that he's not in, like, one host. He's in all of them. Like, his consciousness has been... Yeah, basically, he is the park at this point. Okay. He, like, got uploaded to the mainframe? Yeah. Much like uh, another show that we're not talking about this week. But, uh, (laughs) well, I'll just say this, folks. Uh, You know, Legion's out there. Uh, My... Just you know, let let Legion know you love it, uh, because uh, it might uh, it's not looking great, viewers wise. I'll just like I guess I'll just leave it there. Really? Yeah, there's a rumor that uh, that extra episode they added is a uh, serious finale, but uh, we'll see. I hope not. Yeah. Well, Noah Hawley's making a movie. He's got another season of Fargo. Mm. So, but uh, anyway, we'll do Legion talk uh, next week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go next week. Um, so we done with Westworld? It's all my crazy conspiracies for the week. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a uh, full of information episode. It was just kind of like little things here and there, and that's about it. Mm, wasn't huge. Um, a soup salad episode. I mean, yeah. I thought the Shogun World stuff was just. It was nice, too, because it was, in some ways, like, episodic. Like, mm-hmm. it was a nice, like, complete, like, story. Yeah. It was nice. I, I liked I liked looking at a different park. It was it was kind of nice. Like, I, I almost could have stayed in uh, that tiger hunting world for, like, an episode, maybe. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's do you think we see thing. another world this season? I like don't they're just going to like show us them all or No, I cuz they still have what um medieval world they, or whatever. What well, if, we have no idea if those exist. Um Okay. It's it probably not, does. I wouldn't I wouldn't assume. It probably does. Cuz why wouldn't it? Imagine a dinosaur world. The dinosaur world would be sick. So, I really So we're just going to come full circle and it's just going to become Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> If this becomes Jurassic Park, go for it. <laughs> go for the gold. That's the twist. That Yeah, that is the twist. I think, like, our fucking se- second episode ever, I was like, they should make a Jurassic Park TV show. So I can't back down <laughs> from that now. When I'm on the foot, when I'm on, like, the, uh, the doorstep. <sighs> Anyways. All right. Well, the big movie this week... <laughs> Uh, was not for the first time in three weeks the Avengers Infinity War. Wars? War? War. Singular. Avengers Infinity Wars. It was Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool 2. Two. Uh, finally dethroned uh, Avengers. It was the first movie to do so because all the other movies in the past two weeks totally had a shot. 
Totally. I have no idea what else. Exactly. And this, not, I. it's kind of the same boat, but Infinity Wars is probably a much better movie, but it's kind of the same thing that happened early this year with Jumanji, where literally nothing was up against it, mm. and that's why it did so well, because there was nothing out there. And kind of the same thing for the past two weeks. Well, I mean, Avengers, it's not like that was a movie that needed space. Right. Everybody just gave it space. It made its own. Yeah. Um, But so with Deadpool um, made with a hundred and twenty, almost 130 million uh, opening weekend. Um, Not as rated R movies. Pretty good. Yep. Um, Not as good of an opening weekend as uh, Deadpool one. Deadpool one actually had a better opening weekend. Um, Not by much. I think, what did I say, like 15 mil, I think. So it wasn't off by much. Um, so in this story, basically it's about Deadpool coping with his, uh, spoiler, uh, his wife, girlfriend dying. Yeah, she dies. That, pretty quickly in the film, too. Like, it's literally... Yeah, not... Like, I mean, it's a spoiler in the same way that the wife in Up dies. Like it's, Right, right. It's uh, kind of what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, without knowing that, you really don't know the plot of the movie. So, um, but this movie uh, definitely had a lot of star power out of nowhere. Um, but obviously, uh, Josh Brolin plays, you know, Cable. Bad guy. Sort of. Crazy. Sort of crazy bad guy. Um, now... John, you don't you're not a huge fan of the comics. Do you know who Cable is? Like how important to the to the X-Men Cable is? No, I mean I only really know him to the extent that he was in the movie. Okay. Um he is Cyclops and Jean Grey's clone's uh son. <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. comic book for you. Yeah, no. Not just their son. No. They're clones. Son. Well, here's the thing. So so this movie, it like it relies heavily on the Essex Corp. If you remember that that home where Fire Fist is being held mm. is part of the Essex Corp or Core, um, which is like an evil company. Right, can we just talk about the movie? No, 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 no. This is part of the movie, but this is something. It they, wasn't in the movie. Yeah, it was. It literally says Essex Corp everywhere in that in that house. Silence. Okay, um, but this is the second time that uh, the um, Fox movies have um, mentioned the Essex Corp in the movie. First one was at the end of um, Apocalypse, and now it's in this one. So they're basically hit, like slowly rolling out the red carpet that Mr. Sinister is somehow going to come out, like somehow make an appearance in one of these movies because they keep bringing up his company. And making it this evil company, um, so I mean, subtly they they have not. It's it's no Thanos. No, it's yeah, it's no Thanos. But to, I should say evil company for mut- uh, against mutants because that's the whole thing with this uh, this school is they're trying to like teach mutants that they're evil and they're An abomination. Wrong. They're abomination. The exact words. Um, and like it really messes with Fire Fist, which is such a. F- I, I I completely agree with Deadpool. That is a funny name, <laughs> and he's he is from the comics. Fire Fist is from the comics. Um, well, if Megasonic Teenage Warhead is from the comics, yeah. yeah, I can believe Fire Fist is. Yeah, although they changed her for the movies, but yeah, that was it was kind of like uh, Fox and uh, Marvel's deal to allow them to. Fox to have her in their movies. They had to change her a little bit. Mm. So, um, so what do you guys think about Josh Brolin's performance as Cable in this? It's pretty good. I'm glad you brought that up, John. Yes. Uh, it's uh, maybe, well, I'll just say this. I think it changes a bit because he goes from, and obviously this is, very spoilerly at this point, but, you know, sort of changes from bad guy to 
I don't know. What would you What would you call him at the end? Good a guy. Good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Well, a good guy, not just bad guy, sort of tolerating the good. Like yeah, he's no, not. He's a good not guy. Not sort of Magneto, like legit. Okay. Well, th- think his, his storyline. First... It's it's basically goes from I have to kill this kid because he's literally going to kill everyone. Like it's it's you know sacrificing one to save hundreds kind of thing. So once again, second straight movie, he's playing a quote evil character that's actually like are they evil? Like they've got a, their heart is in the right place. It may be skewed a little bit, but what they're doing, they feel is correct. Kind of thing. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, two thirds, first two thirds of the movie cables, like an awful villain, like mm-hmm. just not, not good. Like uh, one of like among like the worst, like literally it's just a dude, like just shooting people pretty much. And it's like, what? like, okay, sure. Like you didn't really need Josh Brolin to like pull that off. Second, I guess, last act, pretty much. Third act, it's a little bit different. I like him a little bit better, but he's still... I think, it, I think it really pales in comparison to what we saw like a month ago. Once again, it, it's kind of tough, too, because the difference between this movie... Well, Josh Brolin in this movie and Josh Brolin in Avengers is exactly the final like bit of like line at the end of Infinity War where it literally says Thanos will return. Like Avengers Infinity War was a Thanos movie. This wasn't a cable movie, so they didn't flush him out as they did with like Thanos. Yeah, but I mean you've had you've had secondary characters that at least I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't doing anything for me, man. Right. And like there's definitely it's it's not just the fact that he had less screen time than he had in Thanos cuz you're absolutely right. Like it was there was more going on on with that with the Avengers but mm. I mean I don't even know if I blame Brolin it's just like I feel like he didn't really even need like uh, Josh Brolin yeah maybe like he he certainly was cursed by the character because the character is not a villain right in the comics he's, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a hero you're not going to end it with him being a villain right so it's like you can't make him evil right because you have to work back from he's the villain so the whole movie, he's going to become less and less of a villain, which is what happened. Maybe that works. I think maybe it's just a little unfortunate, too, that it was just in some ways so similar to Thanos. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... It, it, it sucks that it's literally, it's the same actor this close to another movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, he literally plays the, quote, villain in both movies. Um, so it's really tough because you're you're going to compare the two when yeah you kind of can't they're kind of completely and I mean, different. I movies. I love Josh Brolin. I think I love seeing him in more stuff. Yeah. Uh I mean not he's I shouldn't say that. I'd like to see him in like I guess better. St- I don't know. I I whenever he shows up, I I I know it, it's going to be at least like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I thought you know the rest of the uh cast. The rest of the uh, sidekicks and such. The X Force. Yeah, I thought uh, Domino was great. Yeah, like, I I actually mm. absolutely love Domino. Like I was unsure if I would l- enjoy her or not, but like definitely at the end, I was like, I kind of want more Domino. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah. I've... So I with this movie. Yeah. The the way I. I described it to myself in my head is this movie's like you know those like fun sized bags of like Doritos where you eat one and you're like oh I need another and then you maybe eat another and so on and so forth till you reach that point where you're like the last bag wasn't that enjoyable you still enjoyed it but you know if you ate another bag you just hate yourself okay that's how I felt about this movie I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like if they make a Deadpool 3 and it's still like this, it's going to be old. Well, so best way I could think of it, like the the jokes were kind of obvious. Mhm. And so it so was, it was I very reference I went into Can we talk about the comedy? Well, really quick, I went into Deadpool 1. Well, I should say I came out of Deadpool 1. And I remember hurting because I laughed so much. 
I came out of this one. I didn't laugh as much, but I was definitely I definitely enjoyed the movie more because I felt like and I I, I know I I've, I've heard a bunch of people say it this way too that like the the plot was really nice everything going on that Deadpool it sounds bad but started to get old like you kind of wanted just the story to play out and all the jokes and stuff it was just kind of like you know put that on the back burner like let's let's see what's going on in this story first like i was more concerned about that mm. kind of thing um that being said i mean did i enjoy this one more or well i should say did I, did i like this one more or less than the first one i don't know i feel like i have to see it a second time to really like distinguish between the two because they kind of are completely different stories like the first one the plot is so so stupidly simple it's literally him trying to find a guy and killing him mm-hmm. like trying to find francis and then killing francis that's it that's all the first movie is. It, i feel like that story's a bit better for deadpool it could be yeah because because be. you you don't want the focus to be on the world and what's going on in it you want mm. the focus to be on him yeah because he's the unique factor he's going to be breaking the fourth wall and yeah doing all that whereas like when that happens in a story like this it just gets annoying mm-hmm. and you're like just get out of the way just yeah and not not saying that like Ryan Reynolds isn't funny. Like no, he's funny. It's just there's a there's a time for jokes and there's a time not to make jokes. Like kind of thing like The Expendables. I love going back to this movie, but The Expendables, how they would do the one-liners basically as their jokes. Mm. And it it fit perfectly. It was funny like like when uh Hail Caesar's when they're in the uh, the caverns and just Hail Caesar just like turns and goes, this shit's getting old. Like, it was just funny. Like, it was like those kind of one-liners. You're just funny. And you sprinkle them in there so it doesn't get old. And this movie definitely was more action-packed than the first one. By yeah. far. More explosions. More, I guess, car wrecks. I guess. Um, but, so, I mean... If, if you're going more action, you got to lay off the jokes, like, kind of thing. And another thing, and this is going to be weird in, like, a Deadpool st- uh, movie because it's exactly what Deadpool is, but it it was a little too self-aware. Right, which, for a self-aware Yeah, character. yeah. Yeah. But, it, like, you know that at the end where he goes through time? Yeah. And, like... Spoilers, God. Spoilers, sorry. But, like, when he, like... He goes back in time and he kills Ryan Reynolds yeah. when he's reading the Green Lantern thing, and it's like, okay, you've like made that joke, yeah, and like, okay, I'm over Green Lantern. Like, do we have to keep bringing this up? I just, I like the Ryan Reynolds line before he dies more than the movie like itself, where he's like, that's it, you've made it. Like, where he's like all happy because he's gonna be doing a big movie, and then just get shot. So I like I like that part of the joke that the fact that it's like Green Lantern again like pick yeah. from one of his other bad movies there's plenty but like, but like it's like they're beating a dead horse with Green Lantern they're they're also beating a dead horse with Ryan Reynolds because we had a joke earlier in the movie where he signs a picture Ryan oh yeah Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds or yeah. the oh, the cereal box yeah and so it's like you already made that joke yeah that he's you know Ryan Reynolds yeah there's a lot of dead horses here. Uh, speaking of dead horses, you guys want my? Uh, I actually had a review ready, and I sort of oh. fucked it up when I didn't give it uh, early on. Did you okay. like my review? Go ahead. Okay, so just imagine we haven't started the talking about Deadpool yet. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even mention Deadpool in the transition. Okay, so whew. all right. Yeah, so you know, I saw this movie. Uh, thought it was action packed. Kept me on the edge of my seat. I thought some of the jokes were kind of dumb. Did get some good laughs in. Uh, you know, I don't know really what Will Arnett was adding to the story. The CGI was weird. And I don't know. Did you guys like Show Dogs? I really didn't. <laughs> I thought but, Ludacris was awesome in that movie. He's in that movie? Yeah, he plays the Will Arnett's like partner who's a dog. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I don't fully disagree with uh, the shit I said, though, uh, for this movie. Because, like, okay, here's the thing with the jokes. And I re- I thoroughly enjoyed Deadpool. It wasn't like, oh, my God, my head exploded. It was mm-hmm. very good. It was a solid action comedy, a good different take on a comic book movie in general at, when it came out. And I think this really was just a very just kind of generic, like, okay kind of sequel. Yeah. Like, you know, didn't really add any there wasn't really anything new or add it was just kind of just hey more deadpool which isn't the worst thing but you know you can't really just do the same thing again um so it's you know i guess in my estimation wasn't didn't quite live up to the first one um i think part of it too sam i think got to this is a lot of the jokes are kind of like obvious and like eye rollers like had very much and not again not everything like some stuff works but it's very much like a shotgun fashion like they throw a lot at you so it's like when there's one good one but three bad ones or threes that like not even necessarily bad like in so far as that they're an eye roller just bad as in like uh, okay whatever um you know it it, it kind of waters down the product a little bit and mm. like it kind of got a little felt like you know the nine-month-old topical jokes, like, very much like the shitty, uh, you know, not-another-whatever epic movie kind of shit, you know, from, like, the 2000s, you know? Like, oh, hey, this joke would have been shitty when it was timely, like, 18 months ago. Mm. Mm. Um, So, you know, I was like, oh, when when are we going to get a Trump joke? Because that would be so great, you know? (laughs) Not not tired at all. (laughs) Even before you get to any kind of political stance, uh, you know. And so, overall, like I said, it was it was good. It wasn't definitely wasn't great. It kind of kind of fell back to the pack a little bit. Just sort of like another, really, just like a lot of these comic book movies in my mind. Like, good to see the first time. Glad I saw it in theater. Yeah. Although, truthfully, this was kind of like one of those movies where I didn't actually notice. The CGI kind of sucked. Maybe because they, they had a lot on their plate. Wait, you like did notice? Was... Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not usually the one to notice. Okay. Yeah, like like Juggernaut. Uh, yeah. His whole animation yeah. was not great. Can, can we... I thought there Briefly. were some like explosions and crashes when they're... Uh when they're transporting the prisoners through the city and shit like that. Like, right. I thought it was... So... Didn't look the best. Really quickly... Can we talk about how the, this movie actually fixed Juggernaut? Like, give it up to the... Yeah, okay. Vinny Jones did not do a good job as Juggernaut. It's Juggernaut. Okay. They didn't do anything good in that movie. In, in uh, X3. X3, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, what was so... Just give, like... All right, well, first of all... your argument here. What was okay. bad about Juggernaut in X3? Uh, first of all, he's not five foot six. Um... <laughs> Vinny Jones is very small for the role. Uh, second of all, he wears. I don't think he's five six. No, but he's he, the uh, Vinny Jones was compared to everybody else was kind of short. I mean, like if Juggernaut's a huge dude, like it's not. Yeah, like like in Deadpool two, that's how big Juggernaut actually is. Like, okay, he's massive. That's um, fair. I mean, I will grant you it was a completely different character. Yeah. Um, Juggernaut is also Xavier's brother. Ooh. Ooh. Um, where in X3 they say what's up with the helmet and he goes oh it makes my face look pretty in this one he literally says it keeps my brother out of my head but he's in a wheelchair so like you know like so win win or whatever like it's like who are they talking win. about Xavier I know I don't fucking oh okay uh, but yeah. they basically fixed that character like like for the comic book fan, I guess where juggernaut is now back to being Xavier's brother and you know, he is massive. Like, well, thank God for that. Hey, I, it's one of those like little things that I was like very happy about. Like I was very happy about the X-Men cameo. Like that was really cool. Yeah. It was there. Like it got a chuckle at me, but like, 
feel like you might have been able to do that a little better. I don't know. Show, it was just kind of like showing off. Like, I didn't really... <laughs> like, there's a funny way to do that. And I don't know. Um, so, and then there were the, uh, the celebrity cameos that happened. Which were... Yes, which... Well, the first one, or the most obvious, I'll say... Although you gotta you gotta be pretty quick on the dial there. Yeah. Is Brad Pitt showing up as the Vanisher? Yep. Which I I told you that in the theater because I accidentally saw that Brad Pitt was in this movie, but I kept my mouth shut. And then once I saw the Vanisher being electrocuted, I noticed it was Brad Pitt. Um. So I was like, like oh. here's here's the thing. When we saw the Vanisher, like my brain just went, you know that guy. Yeah, like I didn't recognize who it was, but like my brain was like, you know that guy. Yeah, um, which the story on how he got to be in this movie is actually really funny. So like Ryan Reynolds wrote to him, like asking him to be in this movie just as a cameo. And Brad Pitt was like, sure, just buy me a Starbucks. And Ryan Reynolds apparently delivered him a cup of coffee. And they, yeah, I guess they filmed... Uh, Brad Pitt scenes in LA or somewhere in California. Oh yeah, um, it's just green screen. Yeah, just green screened in. Um, but it's just kind of funny that like it's such a throwaway cameo. The other one is um, that well, two cameos that were kind of like you probably missed it. The obvious one was uh, was it Alan Tudyk? Yep, as one of the rednecks. And then his counterpart, who's also who's talking about the toilet paper, is Matt Damon. Yeah, like I totally missed that one. He did. Well, he doesn't see Matt Damon. I think I we you had told me it was Matt Damon because I saw this last night, but I I definitely caught it right away. But because I knew, yeah, like I was looking for Matt Damon, and then he sounded like Matt Damon. But Matt Damon on his own doesn't have a very distinctive voice. Like you know, it's Matt Damon if you if you're looking for Matt Damon. I guess to, I would say, but like, yeah, it's if you know it's there, it's it's kind of obvious. But uh, especially when you see Alan Tudyk and you're like, oh, that's probably yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. Um. Like, is Matt Damon not as, just doing cameos now? Is that his career now? Well, ever since that uh, Chinese war movie that he did, Great Wall. I mean. But like last year was just a terrible year for Matt Damon. Well, he did that. What? Oh, uh, downsizing. Yeah, he he was in Thor as Thor, a cameo. Thor Ragnarok was the best movie Matt yeah. Damon did last year. Yeah, his was Suburbicon and downsizing and Great Wall. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. that is a that is a bad stretch. <laughs> terrible year for Matt Damon. Uh, Let's hope for better things in the future. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that that was basically it for the cameos, really. Um, by the way, uh, going really quick back to Juggernaut. Um, Juggernaut was portrayed by Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds did the stop motion and voiced the character. It's just one of those things, like, kind of throw it out there. Like, because a lot of people are like, who was that? He sounds so familiar. Well, it was Ryan Reynolds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it not as much i would i guess as the first one what are you looking for sam a pen because we're going to give our ratings there you go yeah um write it down yeah so i guess we're going to do our ratings right now for uh deadpool 2 uh john do you have a rating for this i would have given the first one like an 8.0, I'd say. Yeah. This one is probably like a 7.4. Okay. Uh, Sam? Um, I would probably give it a 7.5, somewhere around there. All right. Um, I I looked at my, I, uh, my list of movies this year, and I was like, you know what? I actually probably enjoyed Deadpool 2 more than Black Panther. And I kind of may have went a little high on Black Panther. So just to make things eat, like make sense for me right now, I, I'm giving Deadpool 2 an 8.3. Okay. Just because, you know. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack, though. Yeah, no, great soundtrack. Um, definitely uh, 
really enjoyed uh, Celine Dion's Ashes as the uh, the intro and and the Bond esque yeah, intro. Yes, yeah. I I thoroughly I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was definitely one of the best parts of that whole movie. Because uh, that's something that's like been a part of the culture for like forty years, and you never see it like. You very, very rarely see yeah. it, like, spoofed. Mm. It's usually... The only times you really ever see it is on a movie or TV show that is spoofing, like, a right. spy action movie. Um, like that Nez- Leslie Nielsen Yeah, one. Spy Hard. Yes. Sung by Weird With Al Weird Linkovic. Al doing the... Uh... Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so... Uh, we should do a do a ranking of all the movies Weird Al Yankovic has been in. Oh God! Not 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 tonight. I'm just no saying. no no. Well, he's in Naked Gun Three. For, like the culture. He's in Naked Gun Three as himself. And Naked Gun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He is in Naked at Gun. The very beginning. <laughs> I forgot about that. A lot yeah. of Leslie Nielsen movies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So um. Really quickly, Sam. Um. Do you want to talk about Fahrenheit 451? Sure. So, uh, speaking of uh, things that are attempting to be timely. uh, So, Fahrenheit 451, if you do not know, uh, where are you? Uh, It's a book from the 50s written by Ray Bradbury. It may be one of the best science fiction novels ever written. Uh, It's a story about burning books so Fahrenheit 451 is the temperature that books burn at and the movie is uh, loosely based off the book it takes some from the book and then it has some liberties here and there well this has already been adapted into a, from a, a movie yeah um, in like the 60s I want to say yeah there Francois was a, Truffaut yeah there was a there was one back then and Let's, Not exactly super memorable. So. No, no. 1966. So, first of all, just get past the irony of the fact that you're making a story about how important books are and you're making it into a movie. <laughs> but, right. Uh, so, it's a dystopian future and stuff like that. Uh, you can pretty much pick up on what's happening in this this movie. Movie's very generic. It's sort of lessons are very ham-fisted into it. Not very subtle. I watched half of it, so I I can chime in a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some like ham-fisted commentary about social media. You know, uh, strangely enough, it, it takes place in Cleveland, and uh, no no lessons about Cleveland in it. So no, no. or LeBron or so. LeBron. <laughs> But, uh, so it, it was kind of boring. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, for something that is kind of timely, it felt like a movie they were like, oh, we have to make this into a movie. Let's make it now. And they just didn't spend a lot of time on this movie. Kind of and you like kind rushed. of you've sort of seen this movie before too. Yeah, yeah. It's like every dystopian movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked some of the flourishes they added for to update it to modern time with like the heavy reliance on like social media mm. and like you know upvotes and smiley faces and shit like that. Yeah, how like language has um, changed and now includes emojis and stuff like that. Right, how, you know, screens are everywhere and cameras are everywhere. Like, I thought it I thought it was actually a nice extension because, I mean, there is this sort of very real, like, oh, well, if we have the internet, then, like, the concept of burning books doesn't really apply if, like, this is all backed up, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, but, so they burn the computers, too, long story short, which is very weird because if you do that, isn't that, like, incredibly dangerous? <laughs> Yeah, the, just the fumes burn from electrical the components. Yeah, mm. yeah. That, that, so I mean, you know, we'll skip past that. It's a black fire truck, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cool black fire truck. Uh, like all this movie left me with is a feeling that I want to read the book again. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I was like, it just reminded me, like, you know, that was a really good book. I read it years and years ago. I think I was in school at the time, like, like, like middle school or high school. And like, now that I'm an adult, I feel like I could appreciate it more. So I kind of want to go back and reread the book. From what I saw, Michael, Michael Shannon was pretty solid. As always. Yeah, I was going to say, how was um, Michael Shannon coming off of uh, an Oscar award-winning film? Oh, uh, kind of the same character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he is in really everything, so like, but, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to complain now. <laughs> I, I like that first scene where he's like, listen, we got three books. We got the Bible, we got Moby Dick, and there was one other one. <laughs> it's like, it's all you need. Yeah, was it like Journey to the uh, Lighthouse or something? Or go to yeah, the lighthouse. Yeah, what is that? I've never even heard of that. Actually. Oh, like I, I think I've heard of that. Or I could be just thinking of some other lighthouse book. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I would, I wouldn't go out of your way to watch this movie. Yeah, it's it's I, an HBO movie. It'll be on HBO. Yeah, I'd go out of my way to read the book. If you're listening at home and you haven't read the book, read the book. It's a really good book. I know we don't recommend books yeah, on the podcast no. that much. But Other like, than comics. Um, but, like, seriously, it's huh. it's really good. It's okay to lift up a normal book every once in a while. Yeah, that's the ones one. without pictures. <laughs> this, <laughs> this whole conversation isn't what Ray Bradbury was trying to warn about. Um, fortunately for Sam, uh, since you saw it, you get to rate it now. Oh, yeah, I get to rate it. Yeah. Uh, 6.9. Wow. 6.9. Nice. Um, <laughs> I just got it. So, uh, to compare that on IMDb, <laughs> uh, fans Six, gave yeah. it a 4.9. Um, 4.9? Yeah. Um, Oof. Yeah, it, it is. I could see people not digging this movie. Yeah. Mm. Especially, like, what? How? how would you uh, react, Sam, if you didn't know the source material? Would you enjoy it more or less? I'm probably less. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because like the whole time I'm just thinking back to the book and I'm like enjoying the book in my mind. Yeah, so, um, oops, I guess. Because uh, I thought this was a series, like a limited run series, or maybe it was going to be like Westworld where they would have extended it. There, There's not much to go off of. It's not a terribly long story. Yeah. And like it gets its point across rather quickly. Yeah. Because you know, it's just about, like, how we need to hold on to knowledge and that freedom of thought. Yeah. And yeah. you find it that could, in books. Yeah. I mean, it could really be even a Twilight Zone episode, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. it's it's not a terror... There's not a terribly lot in that story, but, but it gets its point across. And I would recommend this book. All right. Um, not the movie. The book. Not the movie. Yeah. Neither movie. Neither movie. Yeah. Um, so finally, last thing I really want to touch upon. Uh, so the terror finally ended um, with the last episode. Uh, we are gone coming out this past what, Sunday or Monday. Yeah. Monday. Um, so we are gone. Final episode. Uh, they finally show the Tunbach. Which was basically my biggest complaint of the first, like, what, four episodes that we were watching? Or I had watched. I was like, when are you going to see the monster? Like, you briefly see it? In their defense, though, like, there is also the complaint of showing the monster too Too early. Yeah. And too much. So it's like, I I don't really find that as a complaint. No. But I I wanted more. The slow pace was something Um, that was killing it. So, um... I once again throwing this out there. Um, I did not continue with this, um, but I, you know, when I found out what ha- like that they finally revealed the monster in the last episode, which this is what episode like eleven ten, so that was ten episodes, hour plus episodes, to finally reveal a monster. Like not showing the monster early or too much in a movie. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But we're also talking about an hour and a half to two hour movie. This is literally a 10 hour movie where they don't show the monster until you're in the ninth hour. In, in fairness, like we 
we didn't watch the show, so I don't know how well that worked. It could have worked. It like, didn't work in the first half. I know that much. I know uh, Chris mentioned that he was going to continue with the show. Um, I'm going with he didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, ACL tears, you know. Because, like, if he did, he would be here. <laughs> yeah. Talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Still butthurt about uh, Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but, so, they they like I said, they finally showed the monster. Um, I showed Sam some pictures of, of what the monster. So, so Neville, pa- well, Neville Page, for all those people who say, hey, that kind of rings a bell, that name. Uh, he was one of the judges in the... Uh, here wait longer than it stay should have been uh, show face off on sci-fi channel um, definitely lasted way too long I enjoyed it at first it's a reality show those yeah. things don't get canceled yeah well it was also on sci-fi channel and so yeah they get canceled pretty quickly <laughs> um, it's amazing it lasted so long yeah no I and like I said it, it overstayed it's welcome kind of thing a lot of people are mad I'm like just let it die just let it die um just look at the flowers <laughs> just think about the rabbits by the way the, by the way lenny uh also is a name of the bird in 451 ah there you go but it doesn't get lenny so i was, oh. I was when they said the bird's name was lenny i'm like oh shit <laughs> in a book in a story about books this isn't gonna end well if you're did the bird live uh yeah the bird lived. oh well, there you go uh anyways so they like i said they finally showed the monster sam you saw the monster what are your quick thoughts about the tonbach so it looks like a pit bull face on a rhino body i i was going more towards a man's face on a polar a hairless polar bear's body it looked like a rhino like a rhino I, I i yeah I, I see the rhino now that you mentioned that yeah um it had like kind of that scaly skin. Yeah, it, no hair, no hair. Uh, which, you know, knowing you, you don't have to know a lot about the Arctic to be like, hey, I think it needs some hair if it's not an aquatic creature, um, because it didn't look like blubbery, like it. It looked very muscular. Looked jacked. Yeah, um, that thing lifts. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if it skips leg day or not. It might. Uh, he's definitely a uh, do lift bro. Yeah, every guy. day is shoulder day for him. Oh yeah, oh his shoulders massive. It goes like five feet above its head. Yeah. Um. So now that I see it, I'm like, that that that's it. Like, I was expecting maybe even like a shapeshifter or something because it looked like it had human hands even, and even in the pictures it look it doesn't have like bare paws. It has like handish kind of things and even in the episodes where it attacks the people you kind of see a giant human's hand mm. so i just like i look at everything and i'm just like i'm so glad i didn't continue this because i would have like flipped a chair or a table or something like flipped out over this monster like i guess the payoff doesn't really fit is is that fun the, the rumor in the rumor mill is what? amongst people who are did watch it is it like that wasn't a payoff. No, that's just me looking at the the monster and well, being like, I, I'm how just this saying ends. like everything everything has to be put in context. Right? Like maybe that worked. I doubt it. Although, do they what do they call terror fans? Fans of the show The Terror are they called terrorists? <laughs> also, fun fact: Tunbok. Uh, <laughs> skip over that joke. Yeah, is the first thing that comes up on Google when you type in T U U. So there you go. Oh, for T U U for Tunbach, or yeah, Tunbach. it's uh, it's it's an interesting beast. Yeah, so you're looking at it now, and it's like, okay, like it it, like even it's like its mouth. It it doesn't have like razor sharp teeth, like a menacing snarl. It, like I said, there's a picture there where it looks like he just watched The Notebook and he's kind of like on the verge of crying. He's like, what's a sad movie? Like, yeah. it's not a scary monster at all. Oh, good thing they didn't show it. I, You know what I expect that from? I expect that monster from like Skyrim. <laughs> like on the shores, but like a docile beast, like just kind of like fishing. Like nothing scary. I've been playing Skyrim a little too much lately. <laughs> um... But like with the horkers out there, like the the you know walrus thingies. Okay, we're losing Sean. Yeah. All right. So did the guy 
so did you actually watch the episodes or you just watched the last one? Uh, I watched the first five. Okay. Did, well, probably, probably unanswered, but did the whole guy getting sick and seeing the guy in the room ever come into it? Like from the first episode? Uh, so the guy that, the guy that, so he gets sick and he sees that dude. And so I guess rumor mills was, that was the Inuit guy that they shot and killed. So he's kind of like seeing the future before he died. Okay. Okay. Cause I, so that Inuit guy, he was like the protector of the, uh, the Tunbach or Tunbach or I don't know how you say that. Um, I like how you're trying to give it an accent when like. You have no idea how Inuit sound. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's it's T U U N B A Q. Tonbach. Tonbach. Like I don't know how else to say that. Tunbach. No idea. Tunbach. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, just like I I look at this creature and like I for, when I was watching the previews, I almost expected a giant squid almost. Like, cause there were guys flying off the boat and stuff, and then this monster's response. Like, right. I feel like a well, tauntaun could take it. Anyways, <laughs> clearly Sean was left wanting. Yeah, and there are rumors that there will be a second season of the Terror, but it's gonna possibly take place on a different, uh, like historical doomed, situation, doomed voyage, yeah, sort of kind of thing, like. It's going to be Roanoke. We all know it's going to be Roanoke, right? Well, they could do that. If his name escapes me, but that Spanish conquistador who went into the Amazon and never came back. And so oh, yeah. El Dorado. Pizarro? <laughs> <laughs> Is that... No? Okay. Pizarro. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Pizarro. I am... But- Horatio Bizarro. No, Pizarro with a P. Oh, oh, I thought you said Bizarro like Bizarro yeah, Superman. I, I heard Bizarro too. I mean, <laughs> okay. You guys got to get your mind out of the gutter and into like eighth grade history class. <laughs> oh, I mean, they could do Ponce de Leon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Ponce, Pizarro, sound the same. They both begin with a P. Yeah. Um, I think Pizarro was the guy who fucked over the Incas, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, he's somebody. I recognize that name. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, I guess yeah. that's our episode. <laughs> Just get, I feel like we're, we're always uh, ending on a downer lately. Yeah, he fucked over the Incas, killed millions. There you go. Um, so, uh, if you enjoy our podcast, I, we swear we're going to get happy towards the end really soon once Chris comes back. What the hell is that? What? It's the Deadpool rap. Anyways. Um, oh, is this the outro? Well, no, this is the Deadpool rap from the first one. Um, so if you like our podcast, uh, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Knights of Nerditude. Uh, please answer the Star Wars trivia questions because apparently Sam and John just can't. Uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Solo next week. Woo!